Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we believe that quality measurement leads to better outcomes. Let us become your go-to source for all things related to quality and medication use in healthcare. We will hit on trending health topics as they relate to performance measurements and find common ground for payers and practitioners. We will discuss how the Equip platform can help you with your performance goals, and we will also make sure to keep you up to date on pharmacy quality news. So buckle up and put your thinking cap on. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. This is your host, Nick Dorich, and we welcome you to Season 2, Episode 4 of The Quality Corner Show. With today's episode, we are concluding our series on how pharmacists can contribute to improving patient care related to mental health and depression. Before we talk about this episode, let's review the prior content that we have reviewed in this series. In episode one, we spoke with Tawny Smith and how community pharmacists can be a positive patient advocate related to treatment of mental health diseases, including depression. A few things that Tawny reiterated to our audience included how community pharmacists are the masters of addressing medication adherence and how that is an important factor for medications treating depression or other mental health factors. Furthermore, Tawny also asks us as healthcare providers to understand the stigma patients may continue to face related to these disease states. In episode two, we spoke with Courtney Mossban about depression screenings in pharmacy. Early studies and results have shown that appropriately trained pharmacists can be an effective community resource to improve patient care. Finally, in episode three, we spoke with Katie Dollar about mental health first aid. This is a dedicated training course to helping people that are in a mental health crisis. Through each of these episodes, there has been a common theme. That theme is that pharmacists, including community pharmacists, can be an effective healthcare provider as our society continues to understand the importance of addressing mental health. Pharmacists do have a role and opportunity to work with, most importantly, patients, but also other healthcare providers to provide enhanced services, including screenings for managing mental health. Therefore, for our final episode in this series, we're going to talk about how this relates to quality measurement. On the Quality Corner Show, we recognize the important role that quality measures play in improving healthcare. Given the importance of this topic, let's use this time to explore current quality measures that may relate to mental health and what the future ahead looks like. To aid in this discussion, we do have a special guest today. Please allow me to introduce Beth Arnold, Professional Services Project Manager at Costco Wholesale Pharmacy. Beth, welcome to the Quality Corner Show. Thank you for the invitation. Beth, before we do get started today, we'd like to hear a little bit about you and your background in pharmacy. So if you don't mind, can you, do you mind giving us a rundown on what you currently do uh, in your role and what is your background in pharmacy? Sure. So currently, I'm a project manager for professional services at Costco Pharmacy, where my role is to assist with implementing and maintaining our professional programs, such as immunizations, take-home naloxone, tobacco cessation, and things of that nature. I have been a pharmacist for 14 years and have had the opportunity to have a wide variety of experiences. I started my career completing two years of residency in the Veterans Administration, with my second year focused on behavioral health and neurology then spent some time working in a long-term care facility for people with severe developmental disabilities, where I had the opportunity to participate in uh, the medication reviews and consultations with a psychiatrist. And for the bulk of my career thus far, I worked as a clinical coordinator for behavioral health and neurology at an integrated health system. 
And in that role, I had the opportunity to work directly with specialty physicians and pharmacy staff in the delivery system, as well as working on formulary quality and drug utilization for the health plan. So I've been able to see quality from a lot of different perspectives in pharmacy, and it's been a really neat experience to have. Thank you for that background, Beth. Like many pharmacists, there's a number of different roles and responsibilities that go into our background. It speaks to really the uh, breadth and depth of the pharmacist and the pharmacist knowledge. Uh, now, with that, let's go ahead and jump into our questions for today. We've, like always, we have three questions that we're going to explore with our guest. So, Beth, appreciate your time today. Our first question is going to be pretty simple as it relates to quality measures and those related to mental health and depression. Uh, do you mind giving us a rundown or a breakdown on what measures currently exist and what measure developers have created related to mental health and depression? Sure. So there are actually quite a few quality measures related to behavioral health. Um, some are developed, have been developed by HEDIS, some by PQA and other organizations. Um, some of the measures related to mental health are reg with regard to persistence and adherence of the medications, which, as you mentioned, this was discussed, the importance of this was discussed on an earlier podcast in the series. There are also measures related to follow-up care after visits to acute care settings, including the hospital and emergency department, and measures to ensure appropriate metabolic monitoring for individuals taking antipsychotic medications. Uh, there are also a few that are lo that look at uh, using antipsychotics in patient populations where safety can be a particular concern, including young children and older patients with dementia. Thank you, Beth. So with the measures, I do note, and your last couple of sentences are made sure to call this point out or uh, this part out related to the measures. There's adherence measures. Uh, some may identify that as compliance related to uh, mental health, depression treatment, but there's also a number of measures, particularly for those where there may be um, some sensitivity based on age for the aspect of uh, treatment and safety profiles for those medications. So that makes that part pretty unique. Obviously, as we're working with mental health and appropriate treatment of patients, the adherence is not the only important factor, um, but safety for the use of these medications becomes really essential. And that's where many of these measures have existed and where they have found a home in quality measurement programs. So appreciate that detail, Beth. And we know that these measures do exist and we'll get ourselves into our uh, second question and, and uh, further exploration here. So these measures are being created but that does not guarantee that they are gonna be necessarily utilized in the marketplace uh, today from a variety of factors and timelines for implementation, right? So a measure may be developed and endorsed by a group like PQA or NCQA, which utilizes the HEDIS measures that, that you referenced as well. But with these measures, they can be used in different programs that could be used in Medicare, they could be used in Medicaid, they could be used for commercial programs, or they could be used in evaluation with pharmacies and other healthcare providers. Do you mind shedding some light for our audience, for our listeners, where, are, where they can find out more about where these measures are being used in programs today? Sure. Uh, so to start, for example, commercial health plans reports information or data to NCQA for HEDIS measures, like the ones that we previously discussed, and then NCQA in, in turn rates health plans based upon their performance of these measures 
which is then used for marketing to attract new members or to assist the health plan in assessing and comparing performance of both physician and pharmacy networks. Uh, for Medicare, you're likely familiar with the STARS rating program, which affects not only payment from CMS to the health plan. For example, five-star plans get higher, higher reimbursements than those that are two or three-star plans, but it also assists the plan with marketing to consumers, like in the commercial space. And at the patient level, the measures can assist health systems and pharmacies in identifying areas for improving patient care, which is really the ultimate goal of these measures. I think in terms of information, it kind of depends on what you're looking for. If you're interested in learning more about details of the measures themselves, like who's included in the measure, what the measurement time frame is, and that sort of thing, uh, then the measure developer websites like P2A or the NCQA website for HEDIS are often great resources, as well as your representative from PQS if you're a member of the organization. If you're looking for more information on which members a particular payer is monitoring, again, PQS is a great resource for pharmacies for this. Um, but also many health systems have or pharmacies have a contracting department or a person who's in charge of the contracting. And they might also be able to assist you with the details of uh, which measures are being uh, measured by a particular um, health plan. Thank you, Beth. I've got a couple of follow-ups here uh, for us. So these may be short but sweet follow-ups because uh, there's a number of different items with this that are important. The first thing I'll ask is uh, I loved your lead-in on use for commercial programs, how this applies, Medicaid, Medicare, you walked us through for those items. But you also have experience in the federal sector and with the VA and for many pharmacists and expansion of pharmacy services um, because of pharmacy practice within those settings, that's often seen as an area that is, is somewhat advanced. Uh, are within the federal sector, within the VA and other programs, what's the importance of mental health, mental health related measures in, in those programs? Uh, sure. So I, I think in those programs, a lot of it is really um, understanding where there might be areas of improving patient care. And, and then finding ways to um, develop process improvement projects around that and where you can maybe optimize different members of the care team or design your system in a different way to better take care of that patient. Um, so I think that's how it would primarily be utilized in not only in the VA system, but also in at the health system level. So for example, um, systems like Kaiser Permanente will use the information in that way within their delivery system to help um, understand where they have opportunity in caring for their patients. Thank you. Appreciate that response. And related to these measures and measure development, um, you noted this. I want to make sure that we're going to hammer home this point uh, to make it very clear for everyone that could be listening. Different measures are going to be developed by different measure developers and how they're going to be endorsed, where those measures get may get applied, may be within different programs. But I always take a look at this, and I've got my thought. You provided your thought on this as well. So I want to make sure this is clear for our audience. Best place to go understanding the measures is going to be the measure developer. Check their website and their resources for where it may be, may be applicable. And then from there, follow the path into where it may, may be utilized in programs. So any additional comments or um uh, further bullet points you'd like to add to those details that you already shared. No, I think that's a great clarification. Thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you, Beth, for that. And we're now going to move our third 
and final question. And this perspective related to mental health, depression, quality measures from this space, we can look and see what has been done in the past. And again, there are measures that have been used in these programs already, but we want to look at the road ahead. Now, to be clear, uh, this is a little bit of looking into the crystal ball or thinking what things could be like ahead. So we're not placing any um, guarantees um, on what's going to happen, but this is just thinking ahead how it could be applied. While there are measures that are currently available related to uh, mental health, and for, whether it be from PQA or NCQA and other groups, what does this road ahead look like? Are there new measures that are being considered in addition to those that already exist? And then are measure developers like PQA, like NCQA, are those organizations taking new steps to ensure that appropriate measures are developed going forward? Sure. So I am aware that uh, PQA is working on are starting the process to work on a new measure related to uh, medication use for people who are taking antidepressants for depression. Um, and so that work group will be starting here in, in the new year. Um, I think, you know, in general, measure development is a continuous process and the current measures that exist continue to be monitored to ensure that they remain valid and meaningful, while at the same time, new measures are developed as opportunities arise. I think there's a lot of opportunity for pharmacists to be involved throughout the process. And it really starts with observations about gaps in care. So that might come from practitioners or like pharmacists who are providing direct patient care. They may come through utilization reviews of clinical or claims information. And then the next, there's many months then of work behind the scenes to verify that those opportunities to close the care gap are valid, meaningful, and that we can practically measure them. So there are some things that might come up that seem like a good idea, but really in order to measure it, it would take a lot of work or time or the information just isn't readily available in a way that we can easily extract it. And so during this phase, pharmacists also have the opportunity to participate in advisory committees like through PQA uh, to inform that process. And I think it's really important that pharmacists know pharmacists from all practice settings, including community pharmacy, are welcome to join those because we all have a different perspective on how the measures may affect our practice, what kind of uh, things we see with the patients that are coming to our practice that can really help inform the process and make sure that it's the best measure that we can have. And then finally, testing and additional feedback from various stakeholders are collected and considered before finalizing the measure. And this also presents an opportunity to, for pharmacists to get involved. Beth, thanks for that additional information. And we didn't get into exact specifics on uh, what measures are coming up, aside from the one that you mentioned that is undergoing development in 2021 uh, by the Pharmacy Quality Alliance or, or PQA. But where you really focused your area is applicable, not just to these measures related to mental health, but more broadly to any and all measures that could be developed by measure developers. Uh, so there's certainly an opportunity and I would reiterate your comments that uh, as far as new measures where there may be seen as gaps in care or opportunities where pharmacists or other providers can show how they can improve healthcare, that there, these are all areas that organizations like PQA, like NCQA are looking for additional assistance, looking for experts, looking for data and looking for implementation information on how this can be made appropriate. Beth, thanks for your summary today with the information and the questions that we at the PQS team have 
provided related to quality measures and mental health and how pharmacists can be involved. This topic is certainly becoming more and more important as it becomes uh, something that is recognized as a health opportunity um, that patients can be addressing with providers, with healthcare providers, including their pharmacist. Now that we've finished our primary questions for today, we do like to explore some of the aspects and of, of interest and passion that our guests may have as it relates to pharmacy practice or healthcare quality. And since this episode will be appearing to our listening audience at the very end of 2020, there's many people that are looking forward to a new year and that are cautiously optimistic, I would say, for 2021 and, and are feeling much more positive about that. Uh, so for our question for you, Beth, I'm going to give you one here. I think it's a little bit of a softball, but that's okay. Going into the 2021 year, what do you see as the most exciting or new opportunity for the community pharmacy industry? Uh, and then if you want to add a, a personal spin on it for yourself as an individual, what are you looking forward to most for 2021? Sure. So, Well, I think with the um, impending approval of the COVID vaccine, I think that'll be a really um, big opportunity for pharmacy, community pharmacy to be involved and make new connections with um, individuals in the public health department, in their local communities and at the state level. And, and I think in the future that may really um, help to foster additional relationships or additional um, opportunities down the line related to public health. So I'm really excited about that because I think, um, you know, some, some pharmacies and some organizations have had that experience, but not all. And that, so this will be a great opportunity for that. Um, what I personally, what I'm most looking forward to um, is really helping our locations and making sure that we have everything um, all of the protocols and all of the information that they need in order to best help patients with vaccinating for COVID-19. So I think we're all, like you said, cautiously optimistic that in the near future, relatively near future, that we'll start to be able to get back to some sense of normalcy. And, and I think that um, we're all really excited about that. Absolutely. Especially for our community pharmacist. And it's to me, and, and Beth, I'll speak on your behalf here, but community pharmacists, these are people that are frontline workers uh, in the community every day um, and that are still providing this great patient care service um, to everyone um, that is physically coming into the locations. They may not be doing it as frequently and they may not be in the pharmacy as long as they were uh, in prior years or for prior visits, but certainly there's a strong interest to uh, getting us back uh, so that we can be operating, we can be working within a sense of normalcy once once more. Uh, for myself, I know speaking with many pharmacists, there are those that are really, really interested to show that pharmacy is a ready, willing, and capable uh, patient care provider related to these immunizations. And while there are going to be some hurdles to get through with implementation, storage, administration for the COVID vaccine, uh, everybody's looking to meet this head on and to be seen um, not just as a healthcare provider, but also as an educator 
for these services. So certainly a lot to look forward to in the 2021 calendar year. Beth, appreciate your time here spent today providing some insight on these different quality measures. And uh, again, based on your involvement with uh, with PQA um, as a group that's looking at additional measure development for uh, mental health. So a lot of great insight that you were able to provide. And it is, as you said, it's going to be a continuing spectrum for quality improvement. That does mean changes to measures. So it's important for our listening audience to be aware of where they can look at information for these measures. Check out the websites for measure developers like PQA and NCQA. Uh, So there's a lot more to see there. Before we do close, uh, Beth, if anybody does have a question about maybe it's about these quality measures, or maybe they want to hear from you about how they can get involved with some of these parts around measure development, um, is there a way that folks can reach out to you um, and, and contact you directly if they have any questions or if they want to hear more information? Yes, uh, you, you're more than welcome to contact me by email. It's Beth Arnold. There's no space, no dot just all continuous at costco.com. Excellent. Easy enough. Appreciate that, Beth. And thank you again for joining today's show and for informing our listeners about quality measures related to mental health. Today's conversation has been the perfect end cap to our series on mental health and depression and how pharmacists tie in to work for those disease states. As pharmacists continue to be further integrated as a member of the healthcare team, pharmacists will be most successful by showing how their efforts are meaningful to improve patient health outcomes. Given that different methods may already exist to evaluate and improve patient care for patients, pharmacists may be best suited to look at existing systems and then work with providers or payers to help contribute within these existing programs. As we do close out our series now on mental health, I would again like to reference resources that are publicly available for mental health. These do include the crisis text line. You can text HELLO to 741-741. The Crisis Text Hotline is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week throughout the U.S., and it serves anyone in any type of crisis, connecting them with a crisis counselor who can provide support and information. Other resources do include the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at call 800-273-8255 or chat with Lifeline at suicidepreventionlifeline.org slash chat. Physicians and providers can also get support by calling 1-888-409-0141. We do appreciate you listening into the Quality Corner Show, and we do have one final message from the PQS team. The Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show has a request for you. Our goal is to spread the word about how quality measurement can help improve health outcomes, and we need your help in sharing this podcast to friends and colleagues in the healthcare industry. We also want you to provide feedback, ask us questions, and suggest health topics you'd like to see covered. If you are a health expert and you want to contribute to the show or even talk on the show, please contact us. You can email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind, what we can address, so that you are fully informed. We want you to be able to provide the best care for your patients and members, and we wish all of you listeners out there well.